Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of After School with Dylan Mack. Today we're with Rabbi Davidson, or Rabbi Joshua M. Davidson, who holds the Peter and Mary Calico Senior Rabbinic Chair of Congregation of the City of New York. He has also written articles that appeared in the Jewish Week, the New York Times, and the New York Post, and more. Today we interview him to ask him about his journey into becoming so involved with religion, how he did it, and if this was always his calling or if he pursued something else at the start an important piece of advice that he learned from being a leader. If you'd like to support me further, please go to my Instagram, website, or Patreon and support me there. Thank you and enjoy. Hello, everyone. I'm here with Rabbi Davidson. Thank you so much today for being on the podcast. So just for our audience members, just give us a rundown, you know. Who are you? What do you do? Well, my name is Rabbi Josh Davidson, and I am the senior rabbi of Temple Emmanuel in New York City on 65th Street and 5th Avenue. It is a reformed Jewish congregation. Um, our sanctuary is actually the largest Jewish house of worship in the world, wow. which is exciting. Uh, but what excites me more is even what goes on inside uh, the synagogue. There are so many wonderful opportunities for uh, people of every generation and every interest. So just you know, to start, start you off, um, I'd like to ask this podcast question to everyone. Imagine that you were you know, a sophomore, like, you know, a 16-year-old around my age, you know, what were you interested in as a kid, you know? What did you do when you got home from school? Did you watch TV? Were you just a studious person? Or I was a studious uh, person, but when I got home from school, I would, you know, go out and play baseball on the street around the corner come home at the end of the day and watch star trek star trek i've never really watched that i heard it's good though i heard it's good yeah it is good i know i should get i i only watch star wars i know they're not really related at all but you know a lot of people get them confused well if you're interested in in science and you and you like to let your imagination kind of carry you away science fiction you know, whether it's Star Trek or Star Wars is it's terrific. fun. Yeah. Anyway, so did you have anything that you wanted to, like, be when you were younger? Or? My father is a rabbi. Yeah, so it was always. So it was always a very wonderful possibility to consider. Um, when I was in high school, I seemed to be excited about every subject, particularly those with the teachers who I thought were the most engaging. Mm -hmm. So some years it was physics and some years it was math and some years it was English and some years it was history. And um, I just enjoyed it all. I, I, had, I was really fortunate to have great teachers for all the way through elementary, middle and high school. So did you did you always know that you wanted to be after like high school or like when did you like when 
because I was I talk to a lot of people on this podcast, and a lot of people they like to say they have this moment where like something clicked, and they're like, "I'm gonna like go for this, and this is what I'm gonna be." Was there a specific moment like that, or you think just because your father as well, like it kind of just built up, and it happened naturally, or was there any like certain event or anything that made you think this is right? When I was growing up, as I said, the idea of being a rabbi always seemed like a really wonderful possibility. Um, you have to come to decisions for your own reasons. And there was a period where I thought I wanted to be a physicist. There was a period where I thought I wanted to be an English teacher. Really? There's a period, yeah. There's a period where I thought I wanted to be a baseball broadcaster. That would be fun. And I even, after graduating college, prepared audition tapes for every minor league team whose address I could get. And I sent out audition tapes. You know, back then it was little cassettes to all of these minor league teams in small towns all over the United States, towns I'd never even heard of. Um, and um, I got a couple of nibbles, but no bites, right? So I didn't get a job. And then I uh, I got an internship at CNN Ooh. in New York uh, at the time, um, and really enjoyed that very very much. What did you, um, what did you exactly did you uh, you do? What did average day look like there? So I'd I'd go in early in the morning, and um, I was a production assistant. What that meant in that time was <clears throat> I would pull stock quotes off the ticker and and write them into the scripts. And the anchors would read the script um, with the the quotes of the of the stocks. In New, in New York at that time, this was in the 1990s, um, CNN's financial operation was located. The rest of CNN was really based in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So the New York office was, was stocks and, uh, and, and finances. And so that's what, that's what the news was about that I was involved with. And um, I really enjoyed the people I worked with very much. And some of them I'm still very, very close with. And then while I was working there, I, I was offered an opportunity to uh, work in a synagogue as a as a youth director. And um, I decided, you know, as much as I love working in this, um, I think I want to give this other opportunity a try. So I moved out to the Midwest and I took this job as a youth director in the synagogue. And after a couple of months there. I, I remembered how much I loved working in 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 synagogues and in congregations. Wow, and so in, you did have uh, an event. Wow. I did. Yeah. No. Yeah, I did. I found, but it was sort of a circuitous journey. I found my way back to it. Somebody has to give you the opportunity. It must have been like and, a, like, yeah, like a sign almost. Like. I, the opportunity led me back to it. Do you, and, do you uh, think you would have still found your way back if that didn't happen there? Or you ever wonder, maybe? Or 
I mean, if I if the Peoria Snowbirds had offered me a job as their as their play by play man, would I have come back to the Ravenous? Yeah, who knows? I don't know. I think the answer is yes. I I, I think that you know I, I I feel this is what I really was meant to do. Um, and so, how long? Sorry, have, by the way, have you been a rabbi? Uh, twenty five years. Quite a while. So through all those 25 years, like what is your, your favorite element of like being a rabbi? That might be a big question, but like, you know, what's something you really like about the job? I think the most special and meaningful part of the job is being present in people's lives at the moments where they are most open to your being there. Um, and those are generally around moments of life cycle, either celebration or sometimes it's it's mourning. Um, when people are marking life passages, they are 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 open to a, a clergy person's involvement in very profound ways, and you can help them either make their joy that much greater or you can help ease their 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 sadness and moments of loss and those interpersonal connections i think are really at the heart of a of a pastor's calling so in general cuz like kids you know my age watch these or not watch listen to these podcasts and i know being a rabbi like if you look like outside of like what you like you know it's more it's like it's just like teaching is the just in general i guess like teaching some like teaching someone something uh so so because so this advice can help everyone what's like some important you think maybe personality traits someone needs you know to be able to be an effective like mentor slash teacher mm. <laughs> that might be a really that's a very good question, Dylan. Look, I, I think the best you can ever do and the most helpful you can ever be for another person is to be yourself and um and be able to uh be present for people and to help <clears throat> help people work through questions that they have. Uh, and challenges that they have to be a, a sounding board and a, and a caring, you know, heart and a listening ear. I mean, that's really the most important, uh, I think, communication. characteristic. Yeah, it's communication. You know, the most important part of communication is really listening. And for a pastor, I think that's it. But I, I will just say this. Um, there are a lot of different types of rabbinates, a lot of different ways of being rabbi. So many of us serve in synagogues or temples, um, as they're called, depending upon where you live. Um, but some people, some rabbis teach in universities and some are chaplains in hospitals um, and some run not-for-profit agencies that deal with hunger or homelessness or or immigration. So there are a lot of different ways to be a rabbi. One of the things I love about being a congregational rabbi is that no two days are ever the same. 
Um, oh, yeah. And from moment to moment, I could be doing things that are starkly different from one another. So in the morning, I could be um, trying to figure out how to raise money for a, a class that I want to establish. And in the afternoon, you know, I could be teaching a religious school, introducing ninth, 10th, 11th graders to um, Jewish theologians um, and helping them understand how Ju Judaism has thought about God through the centuries. I was going to ask what an average day looks like for you, but I guess every day is different. Every, every day is different. And that's one of the things that, that keeps it exciting. So you appreciate and, that. I do. I do. There, there are times where I feel like I am running from one thing to another, you know, and I, in, in walking from one room to another or running down the hall from one thing to another, I have to kind of put on a totally different hat and get my head in a totally different space. But that's part of the, the joy and excitement. of it. That does sound better than, um, you know, I, was, I remember I was once talking to someone and he was an orthodontist and he said, it's, I like being an orthodontist because being a dentist, apparently you do the same thing every day. You just fill cavities and check teeth and that's it. And he said, that's boring. I was a lot of people like, you know, when stuff is different every day. So I think he found the, one of the better ones, you know, I don't want to do like a boring mundane, you know, mindless job every day. I think keeping like all the different parts of your brain, like active is it's, it's more fun and engaging. So that's, that's really, that's interesting. I mean, I think, do you think that comes with just being like some sort of like teacher in general, you know, you have different people that come in and all different perspectives or do you think it's just well i would imagine every teacher in front of a class has students that come from very different uh perspectives and backgrounds and and so you know there's variety among the students that you're teaching um for me, there's variety among the students I'm teaching, and then there's also variety among the experiences over the course of each day. Mm -hmm. So for all the people listening out there, if you could just give them, you know, a few, you know, key words of advice, like li whole life advice. I know that's a pretty big question. You know, what, what would you tell them, you think, like for them to hold? Well, I, I would tell them what I tell my, you know, my own uh, daughters, which is um, say yes to as many experiences as you can without exhausting yourself. True, without we, that CNN experience, you know, it might have been. You, yeah, it, you, you, and you need, I mean, to be clear, all of us need downtime. Um, you know, you got to be able to come home at some point and turn on the TV and watch Star Trek. Oh, sorry, I need to do you that. Gotta, you got to let, well, you know, it might not be Star Trek, but the point is you got to give yourself downtime so that your, your brain can just be free to wander wherever it goes. So you can't be, you know, scheduling yourself 24 hours a day. It's not, that's not healthy. You need okay. free time. Rest is important. But the ability to engage in a lot of different types of experiences and not to make a decision in, you know, 10th grade, this is what I'm going to be. 
um, you know, and this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to this college and I'm going to do this for three years and I'm going to move here and then I'm going to do that. To, to try to plot all that stuff out is you're, you're kind of cutting yourself off from opportunities that might be there that you hadn't anticipated. So I think the most important advice I would say is, you know, give yourself the ability to try things and, uh, and not feel that you need to make decisions right away. That's good. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'm sorry for taking up some of your time. You seem like very busy. So I just wanted this to be quick for you. Give you it's absolutely my pleasure. And, you know, I would say to anybody who's, you know, listening that um, going into well, whether it's the rabbinate or any other profession that works with uh, in the in the congregation, whatever it is, whether it's Jewish or Christian or, or Muslim or any, um, it is an extraordinary way to um, serve and be present for a lot of people, and um, and then hopefully to help those people um, do what we would be, be believe to be God's work in the world and make this world better for our being in it. And it's an exciting, wonderful, very fulfilling. And my, I, I was just thinking, it must be very fulfilling going home every day and knowing you like helped someone. It's gotta be nice. Well, whether I, you know, whether one does that every day or not, uh, I certainly am uplifted by it, and I'm I'm always happy to talk about it um, and encourage people to explore it. And I, and I'm really grateful to you, Dylan, for inviting me on because I think there couldn't be anything better for people who are trying to figure out what to do with their lives to hear people talk about exactly what they and how they love doing it. So I'm grateful to you. Thank you so much. It was great meeting you. Thank you. My pleasure. Have a good rest of your day. Oh, and you. Thank you very, very Thank much. Thank you.